Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. We Aboriginal people are universal. Our dreaming doesn't separate heaven from earth as we are connected to the universe from the ground, our mother to the trees, to the animals, to the sky, to the stars, to the sun and the moon. I can hear their calling as they ride through me their song and I can feel their spirit as they sing in me back home to travel
feel it as your spirit comes into consciousness. Connect to your ancestors. No matter where you are, you will always have your connection to your country and your ancestors. As your ancestors' spirit will never leave you, trust in it and let it guide you. We are all brothers and sisters in the global community. Let us unite. Justice, peace, harmony for all. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Stand Up from our brothers in Aussie in Australia, a compilation of many different artists from around the world filmed in uh, Australia, Ethiopia, and it's about the goodness of the human spirit. There is something that we have sitting there dormant when we just can't be good. So Om Shanti, the greeting of I am peace, and Hello, everyone. Universal, thank you always for tuning in to America Meditating Radio. We're so pleased to announce that the America Meditating has gained a new face as it navigates through its sixth year, can you imagine, with over 1,300 episodes in 90 countries and over 1 million archive listeners. Well, we must say we really are moved to tears for the support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're just so grateful to have you on board with us, and we are very open for more. And it's now the particular age where we really need to tap in and turn up our volumes to present ourselves um, maybe from those deepest, most um, intimate thoughts that we tend to have on a regular basis. And we don't find that they actually match the reality of how we're living. You know, sometimes we can say, I have faith in God, I have faith in this. And yet, when um, you look at our lives, it doesn't look like it has a lot of faith. It looks like it's waiting for a free handout, or it might be looking like it's waiting for a break, or it's just um, playing it safe. But the internal, intimate dialogue is saying, I want more. And your more doesn't necessarily need to connect with the greed factor. It's the fact that because we are all souls inhabited in this physical form in the body, the soul needs energy. It needs life. It needs creativity. Of course it needs breath. Without breath, it's not going to continue. But what's connected to the breath is a thought and is an experience. So if the soul is breathing in more thoughts of creativity, empathy, Um, inventing things, coming up with ideas, helping, cooperating, challenging, testing. And that even when you fall down, you know, you begin to realize that your falling down becomes an experience that will guide you to getting up but even better than what you were before. I can look back at my own life and recall some of the times when things just didn't work out the way 
I would have um, planned them to. And this is both pro and con, the positive and the negative, even if that exists. But you look back at it and it just didn't turn out exactly the way you wanted it. But because of that energy, it led you to where you are. And where you are isn't so bad. And wherever you are, you're also open to creating something new, something more, something forthright for your own system. And so this is where I feel like we're at this incredible point where when we were in our spiritual you know, state back in 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, where there was a deep need to respond to those intimate thoughts, but to just sit there and wait for some miracle to happen, those days are gone. If you have an intimate, pure, inspiring, um, challenging thought, that is saying you can do more, you can be more. Just can't sit there and just let the thought stay there. Just come into action in one way, one way that you think that would actually manifest that deepest, purest thought. And I feel that that's where we're in. There's a thought that happens and then we come into action and then it's manifested. But something that I'd like for everyone to think about, though, that are we really here about the acquiring of toys, which I came to realize in my 30s, no, but we're really here to acquire more graceful experiences, experiences in the spirit that somehow can amplify your activism, your sacredness, your, your, the way you show up, your presence, your, your demeanor, where there is more wisdom in your words. There is more love and empathy in the way you deal with situations that didn't work out very well. There's more acceptance, and there's also the capacity to let go. So sometimes when we find ourselves in those physical situations, please always remember the physical situation is just a prop. What I'm actually in this scene doing is gaining more experiences. And the more experiences that I gain, the more it adds to my character and personality. So one of the most amazing things that we need to look at in our own journey it's just that, that we are connecting more at that higher level. And the importance of this time is saying no more hiding from yourself, no more running away from yourself, no more thinking that you are not enough, no more looking at other people with jealousy or competition or negativity and wishing for them not to grow, but to look at them with that inspiration and go, what did they do right? I was uh, sharing with a few friends, and I'm very open. Um, I'm not a soul, at least not in this incarnation. So please note I'm not saying this for any bravado or praise or defamation, but in this lifetime, jealousy is not one of my weaknesses. Of course, I'm intuitive. I tap into things. Okay, that's fine. For the first time, I remembered going through about two weeks of that experience. And it happened because it was someone that I supported and, and respected tremendously. But as a result, the that person also did something that was totally unethical. And uh, it was connected to, you know, just, you know, keeping our museums and everything going. So they basically went behind the scenes and behind the back and took one of our very 
very important donors um, that really helped to keep a very big percentage of the museums and the show going. So you can imagine that when someone that you've you've trusted or supported and all of a sudden they went behind your back and took 45% of your donorship for your nonprofit, right? And it was that time that I felt like that was such a disappointment in terms of how I felt about the person. But when I felt the jealousy coming in, it's like they were so well-known. You know, everybody loved them. Everybody believed in them. And here I am now stuck with issues where I have to now make effort. But for those two weeks, folks, I felt so unclean, so yucky. And I remembered as I came to a closure, go, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't me. I said, I can't believe that there are people who live with that energy every day. And I just thought that it was a sad state of affairs. And so even if the energy emerges in you, which, which it did for me for two weeks, I could see it. I even spoke about it publicly. And in my speaking about it, I think it left me even faster because it's an energy that festers dark in a dark place in secret in the soul. You know, very few people will openly <laughs> mention how they're feeling. But I remembered when it was released, I just knew I wasn't going to allow this energy to deplete me. I was going to let it push me forward and make me a better version of myself because there are certain things you just can't change on the external. And so every pure thought that you and I will have will come true at some point. There will be there will be challenges. There will be situations beyond our ability to control them. But you know what? Every desire is a blessing, especially if it's a pure one. So let's take this moment and pause as we go into a lovely reflective moment from our dear friend, Daniel Laporte. Here is Desire is Divine. Take a deep breath. Who are you? Let me just ask you that again. Who are you? Are you? 
are you? And why are you here? We are wired to want. Desire is divine. And this, this is why you're here right now. Feeling good is the primary intention. The foundation of a good relationship with intentions and goals is keeping in mind that the primary aim of setting and working towards those goals is to feel the way you want to feel. The external things we want to have and do and experience, those are your secondary goals, all of which will get you back to the whole cosmic point, experiencing your core desired feelings. Welcome back, everyone. That was Daniel Laporte. Desire is divine. And yes, it is true. Any pure wish is a desire. And when we activate it and come into action, it becomes not only manifested, but divine. And so sometimes you might be wondering, how do I know it's a pure wish? How do I know that it's really accurate? Well, I think for me, there are a few ways that I've seen it is... um, I feel this um, automatic sense of clarity. It doesn't necessarily give me all the details, but there's an automatic flow of clarity. And then I'm not thinking too much about it. It's as if it's already going to happen. Then the third thing is that I'll see that people who will be playing a part around this idea begin to emerge. They get manifested. And the next thing I know, we're all galvanizing and putting things together to actually make it into fruition. And so I can sense that that's definitely a pure desire. 
Now, when it's mixed, which means there is some purity there, but also there's a little bit of the energy of I, me, or mine in it, where the ego is also a part of it. And what I've seen that happens as a result of that is I think more about the idea or the thought, and I begin to put in what I think it needs to make it happen. And then I might compromise certain values. I might not be totally authentic. It flows, but there's a little doubt that emerges. Um, And then I put a lot more energy to try to find the right people and the right things to make it work. And while I'm going through it, I don't feel as joyful. I go through ups and downs. And so it is a desire, but it's mixed. So as a result, I'm not feeling the fruition of that at a spirit level. And for it to manifest, it could come out in different ways. So to check on that, those two ways, you know, that there is a pure way of doing it, that you can just feel it glides, it supports you, everybody's there for you, it's just gliding very easily. And then there's another way in which it feels like, oh, this has been such a challenge. But it doesn't mean you have to let it go. But what you can do is to try to refine its purpose and its meaning. So we had a rough week this week with the shootings in New Zealand, and I'm not quite sure, you know, I think leaders really have to be careful with what they say. Um, Sometimes certain folks in leadership consider their lives to be in a bubble. Um, There are, you know, security people or folks around them that protect them or just have them protected, and they walk with that energy that they are protected. Um, And it's important for them to recognize that the words that they speak can initiate violence in in the minds of people.